Hi, this is the Imagined Thought Experiment podcast. My name's Andy. Uh, this is episode 13. Um, in this podcast, I ask you to sort of meditate with me, think through with me some questions about God and the universe and stuff like that. Um, I hope by saying stuff out loud, it'll help me clarify what I think, and I hope it'll help you. And if we talk together, we can help each other get further on understanding what is going on. So, uh, this evening's podcast is on the question, what if hell does not exist? Um, the last podcast was, what if hell does exist? Most of the podcasts have got a little twin like that, what if this, what if not that? Um, so, this evening we're going to try and sit with the idea of hell not existing, try and figure out what that would mean, um, where it would put us. So this is all in the context of God existing and um, basically of being a Christian. What it, what would it mean if we were a Christian? If you were a Christian, if I were a Christian. Um, but if hell does not exist. So we talked a little bit in the last podcast about what I mean by hell. I mean this this place where people are thrown away and either tortured for forever or just die. Um, what could it mean for hell not to exist? Well, one possible thing that could mean is that there is some kind of non-heaven place where you're kind of re-educated until, until you love God. If you, if you're sort of not, not with God when you die, maybe there's this experience you go through where you start to understand God's love for you and you start to love and follow God or something like that um, and this idea is maybe something similar to what people call purgatory which is which I don't really know much about um, but I have read the writings of some um, evangelical Christians who, who don't believe in hell but believe there's some kind of uh, correction or healing process which might be what was being talked about so I've written down what happens when we die so I guess that would be that that if you're if you're already kind of right with God because you're you've asked him to forgive you you've you've chosen to follow Jesus that um you're kind of sorted already and you go, you just go and get to be with God and have have this new life. And in, and the first two podcasts that I did, I talked about what it might mean uh, if if we don't die when we die. If you're interested, by the way, in some of the more fundamental things rather than this, what you might call more of a detail, um, have a look at the um, the first two, which were about not dying or dying and the second two which are about whether God exists and then the um, fifth and sixth are about whether or not there is anything in the world that matters um, they might be of interest if this is all a bit too detailed because it's coming with a lot of assumptions but here I'm I'm speaking from the point of view of a Christian and I'm saying let's try and imagine a situation where the traditional understanding of hell that's been 
put forward in the Christian church is not is not the true situation and I think there's good reason to try and imagine that situation because of the problems that we encountered when we tried to imagine hell existing which were in the last podcast um, I personally find it very difficult or even to say to describe that situation describe imagining it um, because I find it so upsetting this idea of a God who who is hurting people um, so if we come from the point of view of um, understanding God largely through the love of um, our friends, our parents, our children. Um, one of the, the questions that always comes to my mind is uh, when we see a mother going to visit her um, murderous son in prison and she still loves him despite what he's done, we see her as good. We, and I personally see that love as a reflection of what I think God is like. Um, so the idea that God will then throw people away, wash his hands of them, stop loving them because, because they failed, or even worse, because they were chosen from before their birth to be thrown away. I find that idea absolutely awful and against everything that is in my understanding of God. So I want to imagine a world where Hell doesn't exist. Maybe there's this other thing, this correction process. Um, but we all get to be with God. It makes more sense to me. We, uh, we live our life and we learn about God in our life. And once we've, we've lived this life, we get to go home to our life with God I mean why not maybe it's too good to be true I think there are some questions we need to figure out so for example what was the point of this whole life thing with all this suffering um, maybe the, maybe the point was it was going to be okay and it all went wrong because we messed up as a human race and then God had to fix it by sending Jesus and the fix is kind of um, it gets the job done but it doesn't take away the suffering from this life it just gets us to be with God in the next life maybe there's some something there um, you can certainly you can certainly talk about the, what the point of Jesus is so I don't think this offer that Jesus makes for us to get forgiven by God and be with him doesn't need to be um, conditional for it to be valuable. It could be an offer to everyone. and there's, There are even possibly bits of the Bible that imply that it is for everyone. Or certainly the implication that it's offered to everyone is, is there. But that leads me to, I think, probably the biggest question, which is, if we're living in this world where hell does not exist in the way it's been understood in the Christian church. How on earth do we understand the bits of the Bible that the, the Christian church has been taking to mean that there's this eternal punishment? There's some pretty awful bits. 
which describe uh, people burning forever. Jesus talked about, about throwing people on the rubbish dump several times. There's a bit there's a bit about a bloke who's stuck in hell and Abraham can't give him a drink because they're stuck in different places because Abraham's in heaven. I think Jesus said that. So what do we do with that? How do we cope with um, bits of the Bible that are certainly previously understood in a very clear way? Well, we can just stop taking the Bible so seriously. Um, and although I've put that in a very negative sounding way, um, we can, it, it's, it's true that we can take a different attitude to the Bible. We can, we can take lots of different attitudes. Like, for example, we can take it extremely seriously, but take into account its context. Um, and understand uh, the meaning of things within the in the way that they would have been understood by the people listening. We can we can we can kind of be looser and say uh, that even the ideas, not just the not just the understanding, but the ideas were expressed within the context of um, the society that were there. So, for example. People, when the Bible describes people as being possessed by evil spirits, we might understand that to mean that they were mentally ill, and we might understand that Jesus was healing them from mental illness rather than driving out evil spirits. That might be something we would say. Or maybe in a similar way, we might say um, the you know the Jewish understanding of the afterlife was with a heaven and a hell, so that was the way it was explained. Um, in the Christian understanding, although I must say that Jesus did turn some of the Jewish ideas, or the prevailing Jewish ideas at the time, upside down, but didn't didn't um, seem to be against this idea of burning people in a fire. Or we can say, well, the Bible is just a bunch of stuff written by people who knew a bit about God and they got they got a few things wrong. I think what I can't do is say um, well my understanding of God must be wrong and I must change my understanding to fit the Bible I, I know that a lot of people think that that is what I should do in the face of a situation like this um, but my understanding of God in this particular aspect is so fundamental uh, you know I think God is good and if God's not good, then I don't really see any point in reading the Bible. Well, maybe there's some point to find out how to run away from him, but, or her. But, you know, I don't think, if I start reading the Bible and it starts teaching me that God is not good, then I don't think the right response to that is to start believing that God is not good. I need to find another response. I need to find another way of understanding what's going on. Because I think that my belief that God is good is is important enough um, 
that I need to take seriously the Bible, um, but not so seriously that it starts undermining that understanding of God as good. Um, and so the sort of minimum position I have to take is I currently don't understand how hell can exist because it's more important to me that God is good. Um, so sometimes I sit in that place just saying I don't understand this. And sometimes I sit in, an, in another place saying my understanding of, the, of what this, what's being said in the Bible is is not the traditional understanding of it. And I think that's easier for me when I read the writings of some cleverer people than me, Bible scholars who agree with me, and then they explain stuff that, that um, in the kind of standard English translation of the Bible I find really hard to understand as anything other than this kind of eternal fire. So that's where I sit. Day to day, I do sit in the position I'm asking you to take today, which is what if there is no hell? And our understanding of this stuff was all wrong. Does it change our urgency about doing the, the right thing and not doing the wrong thing? I hope not. Because if we're following Jesus, his urgency was very, very clear. Does it change the way we talk to each other about God? I hope so. I hope it helps us understand this terrifying God, who we know is terrifying. But maybe it helps us understand that he's used... Let's do she. So she's used her immense power to open up this way uh, to heaven or to, to her that is open to everyone. And, and she's found a way of making it possible for everyone to walk that path. She loves the unlovable people, just like Jesus showed us. Jesus, Jesus spent a lot of time with really unlovable people. He showed us what it is to what it's like to be God. There's, you can go look back at the previous podcast about was Jesus, what if Jesus was was not just a man? For a bit more talk about the God. Jesus is God, Jesus is man thing, but if he was showing us what God's like, he spent a lot of time with people that no one else loved, and he loved them. So does it change our understanding of God to understand that he has found a way for everyone to be with him? Seems good to me. I mean, it seems a good thing for us to learn. No one's outside the camp. So I hope you've 
enjoyed these podcasts. This is the last one that I'm planning to do for now, but I'll see whether there's feedback from people and whether there are topics that people are interested in. Um, do go to artificialworlds.net slash imagine to find the RSS feed for all the other podcasts about whether we have souls or we die or don't die, whether there's a God, whether things matter at all, whether there's justice, whether everything's determined or not, whether Jesus was just a man, or what if Jesus wasn't just a man, what if hell exists, what if it doesn't. Um, Send me your thoughts. Um, Make your own podcast and send me the link. I'd love to, uh, to hear from you and see you in another place.